0: Jeff, what's going on, my pal? Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Mike. Jeff, we were texting earlier. You told me you lost power. Where are you calling me from? We're in Vermont. I think we just got, we
1: just got the, the, the the remnants of the hurricane that you guys you guys are experiencing down there.
0: You know what I love? I love that you say you guys. You're a Jersey guy born and through, but now you guys, you got, you're disassociated with us? You know you know what? I'm up here, I'm not associated with them,
1: and down there, I'm not associated with them, so I don't know who I associate with anymore, to be honest with you.
0: Like I said, Jersey boy, uh, best pizza in the Garden State? The best pizza in the Garden State
1: was in the Flemington Mall, which would, they, they, they sadly demolished like 25
0: years ago. And since then, nothing else? Because I'm a big Maruka's guy. You like Maruka's down the shore? Maruka's down the shore. Is that in Belmar? It is. Is it really? That's no, no, end no, end no. Yet? no.
1: Is it Seaside? It might be in Seaside. Oh, it's Seaside. We used to go for pizza in Belmar. I, I don't remember if it was, it was Tony's or something like that. My dad was friends with a guy. And uh, we used to go to Belmar and get, get pizza. It, I remember uh, my, it, was, it, was, it was
0: good. My last guest was from Jersey, and I asked him the same question. I'll ask you. Where'd you when you were up, where would you party and hang out down on the shore? We went, we went to uh, Long Beach
1: Island um, as, as, like, as like a family. But when, when, I was, when I got older and started hanging out with my friends and stuff, we used to go down to uh, Ocean City.
0: Oh, nice. That's good, good yeah. partying down there, Jeff. There's really good partying down there.
1: Yeah, we used to have a good time going to Ocean City. Sometimes we would even like see, uh, we, uh, cross the, the state line and go down to Ocean City, Maryland. I guess we just stuck to Ocean City.
0: <laughs> hey, so what brought you down to the Green Mountain State then?
1: Uh, I've been wandering uh, the East Coast for the past 20 years. I moved out of New Jersey um, literally 20 years ago, almost to the day, and just been, been bouncing around from, uh, from upstate New York. Then I moved to Philadelphia to get a little taste of the city. Um, became an Eagles fan oh. when I was there. Sorry,
0: I said, "Oh, come on."
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what I, it was. It was it was when Michael Vick was uh, playing for them, and I actually got to see uh, them play against the Saints, uh, which they lost. But um, spent a couple of years in, in Philadelphia. Got tired of living in the city. Sort of was, was sort of uh, had a, had a taste for some fresh air. And just stuck my thumb out and picked, got a ride and just hitched up to, uh, I said, where are you going? The guy said, Vermont. I said, where, where, where the heck is that? Is that in the United States? <laughs> and that's it. And since then, you fell in love with it? I did. I fell in love with it and a local gal. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the rest is history.
0: So you're the owner and creator of my favorite hot sauce, Silk City Hot Sauce. First of all, the name is key to most products. Where does name Silk City come from?
1: Right. So like like we we said, I am from New Jersey and I'm stuck with it. I've got it tattooed on me, so I'm stuck with it. (laughs) Silk City is the nickname for Patterson, New Jersey, where my mother and father both grew up, met, got together, engaged the whole bit. My grandfathers both worked in patterson one on the looms in the textile mill hence silk city and the other grandfather uh ran a, a deli a bodega
0: patterson new jersey i know you guys got victor cruz the former new york giant and uh the former nypd police commissioner bernard Carricker from there anyone else big from patterson uh the,
1: the the poet um his name is escaping me god damn there's a poet in a uh, hurricane the boxer, his name, Hurricane Carter, I think. Yes.
0: Good job. See, look at you know, knowing Patterson, New Jersey history. Now, Jeff, I'll be honest. I admire a guy like you. Like you're the hot sauce guy. And I'll tell you, and it's the truth. I have such admiration for guys like you or guys who make their own beer, who take a hobby and a passion and turn it into a career. Where did it come from? Like where was the point where you went from enjoying hot sauce to messing around with it, let me try my own flavors, to boom, let me start a business?
1: Yeah, I've been, I've been enjoying hot sauce forever. I was trying to think of when exactly that moment was that I first discovered the heat. I can't remember exactly when it was, but it feels like it's been forever. I've always been drawn to the heat, like a moth to a bright light, always. <laughs> my whole life, always been, like when we used to go to diners growing up in New Jersey, if there wasn't a bottle of Tabasco on the table, I requested one forever. And that just, that always stayed with me. I remember in like the, in the late 90s, me and two of my buddies, drove up to Maine to see a band play and on the way down back home there was a guy standing at the edge of a big farm selling produce and uh, stuff like that we stopped and and amongst all the different things he was selling at the farm stand he had a bottle of homemade hot sauce made right there on that particular farm was way up in Maine and I bought a bottle of it and I think it was that moment that my mind was completely blown because up until that point I had I had only had you know, Frank's or Tabasco, things like that, that particular sauce had blueberries from the guy's farm
0: and jalapeno. It was a jalapeno blueberry sauce and it blew my freaking mind. So it was always in the back of your head like, hey, this might be something I want to mess around with, with these uh, exotic flavors and stuff. It's always been the back of my head. Exactly. The exotic flavors, mixing heat with
1: sweet, mixing, mixing uh, peppers and different vegetables, mixing Maple syrup and pepper, all those kinds of ideas have always been ringing in my head and When I moved up here, I became friends with some of the local farms around here as a matter of fact, the farm where Silk City gets our peppers is like five miles i'm i 'm literally if you could see me i 'm pointing in the direction <laughs> of the farm but it 's like right it 's right down the hill like you know uh, through the woods and it 's this big farm and a lot of people a lot of people are surprised when they hear that. Farmers grow peppers in Vermont, but it's true. We can grow jalapenos, habaneros, cherry peppers, um, Santa Fe's, a uh, pepper called the Long Hot, all kinds of different peppers.
0: What year did you start then? I, I, I want to say professionally, what's, what year did you start really selling it and stuff? I started bottling it in 2017, three years ago. Wow. And you got, so, and you know what? You reached out to me, you hustled. So in three years, you already made a name for yourself, man.
1: I'm a hustler, okay? I don't know any other way of getting out there getting things done. That's how we grew up hustling. That's how my father uh, made a living hustling. I mean if it was if it was uh, uh, if it was in, interesting to somebody, my father had something to sell somebody. so that's how I grew up. People were always coming and going out of our house um, buying stuff from my dad. It was all on the level. believe me, it was all like weird stuff my dad had pinball machines that people wanted comic books, magazines, toys, the uh, original set to the show, the honeymooners, you're, you're New Yorker. You, you um, like yeah, the, 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 the old honeymooners.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. yes,
1: When I was a kid, uh, one day my dad came home and he starts bringing furniture into the garage and my mother said, what are we doing with this old furniture? He said, Oh, we're just going to hang on to it for a little bit and find a buyer for it. And she said, what, what is this crap? He said, the original set from The Honeymooners. No way, so, really? Yeah, I shit yeah, you not. Those, those were the kind of things that were coming in and out of my house growing up, and and uh, my dad always found a, uh, a way to, to move it.
0: Now, you mentioned a second ago different flavors and stuff. The key to your hot sauce and why it stands out to me and all the reviews, which are always five stars, the unique blends you do and stuff, what are you thinking of first? Are you thinking of what peppers to use, or are you thinking of— what fruit and other combinations to make it work? Like, how do you come up with these ideas? I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of something hot. For example, I have a, I have a sauce that
1: people love called mango madness. And, um, there's a lot, there's lots of different sweet sauces out there and mango goes particularly well with hot peppers. So for that particular sauce, I stuck to what's tried true and, and popular all over the, all over the Caribbean, Right. So I go down to the farm. I get mountains of habanero peppers. Now, here's the difference between what I'm doing and what other people I think are doing. I'm taking mounds and heaps. I'm not, I'm not skimping on peppers. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm filling my kettle with peppers. And I'm taking mountains and piles of mango, peeling it skinning it have you ever tried to to, uh get all the fruit off of a mango impossible it takes forever it's literally impossible so i we we sit for hours and hours and hours and hours just peeling all the flesh and that's the key it's fresh real ingredients this isn't this this isn't like a like a like a vat of vinegar with like a like a a couple of drops of of uh, pepper extract thrown in for good measure this is all real ingredients real food
0: I am not. Listen, I love cooking and stuff. I don't make anything like this. So take me through the process as a complete amateur. Is it trial and error? I want to go from. Hey, I have an idea of adding maple syrup and mango and these kind of peppers. Take me through this whole process.
1: Sure, it's funny. Uh, the process, per se, my uh, my original jalapeno sauce that I called Zinger. It's something that I temporarily am out of stock on, but I'll give you I'll give you a, a taste of what. What this, was, uh, what this was like. Okay. I had an idea that the jalapeno and this really, this really cool ingredient that's like very specific to Vermont called apple cider syrup. Mm-hmm. Think maple syrup, but what we do is we take apple cider and we cook it down into a thick syrup. So, I took the jalapenos and I put them in a, I put them in a pot, cooked them down real soft, took some carrots, cut them up, added them to the pot, cooked them for like an hour to get them real soft so I can puree them. And then add, add a little bit of salt, taste it, make sure it's not too salty, make sure there's enough salt. Salt is really important, brings out the flavors of the, the pepper and the vinegar and the, and the, uh, and the syrup. But then the, the key ingredient is that apple cider syrup. So I've got my, my uh, uh, envelope scale, uh, you know, the USPS scale. So I'm taking like little beakers and I'm pouring like an ounce, weighing it six grams, seven grams, eight grams. I look like uh, uh, like it's Breaking Bad or something. <laughs> you're, Walter,
0: you're the Walter White of the hot sauce industry. That, that's what it feels
1: like. If you walked into my house, you you might you might think the jig was up, but then you like look around and, <laughs> you know what I mean? You'd see like you'd see like all the, like the scale, but then you start looking around and go, okay, I think I think this is legit. Um, so really, it everything gets weighed, every ingredient. For all the test batches because you're looking for that perfect balance of sweet hot salty at the end of like a trial run mm-hmm. for any particular flavor my back room i have a bookshelf in the back room it's got 150 bottles each one labeled with a different date and then it, and then it comes down to tasting each one finding the exact wow formula that works
0: now, this is going to sound, again, a little silly, but you're in three ounces. Are you writing down, okay, this bottle has three ounces, this one has blank, this one, is, you you're doing it that meticulously?
1: Yeah, I've got uh, little note cards down on the table. So I'll do a batch, and each batch will make, say, like 10 bottles of sample sauce. So th- these bottles start adding up like crazy, because each time I make a test batch, I'm making a couple of gallons. So, so for, for one particular flavor, if I'm making three gallons per test, 25 times i mean you're looking at like 75 gallons
0: of just test in, <laughs> and eat, and and like millions of little bottles they're they're everywhere now who the who's the <laughs> guinea pig for all these things so you're coming up with this master concoction do you have friends come over is it your wife who, who's the guinea pig yeah friends come over we go down to grafton
1: village cheese these people that really know food in brattleboro vermont which is like 10 minutes from here um that place has, is full of people that are like, like foodies i guess uh they, they consider themselves. So yeah, bring it there. Bring it to the market. Bring it to all my friends in the area. Absolutely. everybody's Everybody gets a bottle.
0: And now I want to know one flavor you thought was going to be killer, but was an absolute bust. Do you have one flavor you're like, all right, this is the one and it turned out to suck?
1: That's a really good, that's a good question. I, you, know, you know what? Um, I have a flavor that I thought was going to be like unbelievable. <laughs> I, caught, I was it was, it was uh, we came out last summer. It was right in the middle of a heat wave. So I called it the heat wave. It was like 12 days of just like 100 degrees up here, which gets gnarly. I mean, we're, you know, we like it nice and cool, but I mixed ghost peppers and fresh apricots and a little brown sugar and some, some smoked chilies. It was gonna be really hot and fruity with a touch of smoke, it was an absolute disaster. <laughs> Jeff, it bombed. It totally bombed. <laughs> I mean, even even the bombs have their, their have have have, their, have have fans. You know, like you. But I I, I scrapped it. I scrapped it. And that's that's after I printed the labels and bottled seven hundred and fifty of them. <laughs> it hurts, man.
0: I have a couple of friends who actually own restaurants and they say like uh, like when people and chefs and guys like you, their biggest enemy is being perfect. So how long does it take for you to be okay and satisfied with a recipe? It might be a week and you're like, wait, this is perfect. Are you always maybe adding a little too much or how do you know when it's just ready to go out and be consumed by people?
1: When I first started, I was always jumping the gun. Three years ago, I said, this is it. And I would. Get my labels, get my bottles, get all the kitchen time I needed, and run to the market. And this is before I really understood the the, the people and understood what they were looking for. So there there were a few times where I jumped it.
0: And, Three and, years. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. No, and now are you more of a patient? Listen, like, your business is doing well. You're more patient now. Like, okay, this is good. I need it to be a little better. You, you're more mature with that way of it now. Now, yeah, now I realize that time is on my side,
1: that the world isn't going anywhere. We've had a we've had a a child in the past 11 months. And that's given me a perspective on on life, because here I was thinking we have to plow forward and get to the end zone like (laughs) yesterday. But now with a little one at the house, I realize that we've got at least 18 years of just prepping this little person to get ready for the world. So if it takes me a few extra months to perfect a flavor, then so be it.
0: You're confident enough to make a sauce and go down and sell it. You're putting your brand on it. You, you, you preach like this is a family business. When you make this product, Jeff, and you go down to the market, how do you expand from the local Vermont market to now you're selling it? You have amazing shows that you sponsor. You have people buying it from all over the country. Where the confidence come from, and how do you know just to sell it? Like, How do you get the word out?
1: Mike, to be honest with you, the hot sauce world is unbelievable right now. There's so many cool guys, great sauce companies coming up with a million different really cool flavors, some great and some OK and everything in between. So the market is just completely inundated, man. And I've always I've always learned to think outside the box. And so I had it. So I so I stopped to think what. What do I do? What do I enjoy? And the reason we're talking is because I enjoy you. By the way, um, <laughs> thank you. I th- yeah, I think your show is fantastic. I listen to I listen to podcasts while I'm making sauce. So I'm thinking, well, if I enjoy podcasts and I make hot sauce and I enjoy hot sauce, then I know you guys enjoy and like hot sauce too. <laughs> so, so it's you know, it's and it's hard to find the exact person that you can relate to so one day it clicked who do i relate to mike sappho's listeners (laughs) i know you're out there and i know that we're all i know that we're all on the same page we 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 enjoy good conversation we enjoy interesting interviews with cool authors sports stars true crime and any other crazy dude that you're talking to it's all good so it's, it's, easy to, it's easy to saturate the market here in Vermont. I, can, I do the farmer's market. I do uh, a big local flea market every week. I, I, uh, I, I introduce myself to all the local health food stores and general stores. I mean, the general store in my own town uh, has been there since the 1790s. Wow. And uh, I'm on the shelves there, and that's what's, that's what's great about Vermont. It's cool. I encourage everybody to come up here and visit. It's a really cool, old-fashioned state um, where, you know, there, there's, there isn't, there, there aren't any big box stores. There are no shopping plazas. There are no malls. All that stuff doesn't exist up here. So I can literally drive around in my suburban and just pull up in front of every general store and walk in, introduce myself old school style. How are you? I'm Jeff Levine. This is my hot sauce, silk city, hot sauce. you know we're named after Patterson, New Jersey, where my ancestors come from. And you know, and they say, oh, that's great. Where are your peppers grown? P- people up here know what questions to ask. Mm-hmm. So I tell them, you know, the, the, uh, the Dutton farm and everybody knows the Dutton's. I mean, they've been here for like 50, you know, 50 generations growing <laughs> vegetables down in Newfane. Uh, so they know it's legitimate. Um, people up here do. And I, I, they say, oh, great. George grows your peppers. I mean, they know they know the guy's first name that that's grows my crazy. peppers. That's crazy. Yeah, George.
0: Now, so, now, Jeff, let me ask you this because you mentioned you're in Vermont going to these stores using the farmers, using the local stuff, that's making your name heavy down there and making the people respect you more like, wow, this guy's not only selling his hot sauce, he's doing it with our people and our peppers, making the whole business like a well-oiled machine, right? That's right. Now, Jeff, you mentioned something that just blew my mind. I love that it's a family business. And you said, my next question was like, is this a warehouse project? Is this a house project? The fact that you're doing this in your house, with a baby, with your wife, on the shelves, it makes it so much more intimate to you, doesn't it? It's like your baby. It it does, but but
1: believe me, the all the all the test batches and all that stuff happen at our house. But the manufacturing of the sauce itself mm-hmm. happens at a commercial kitchen that I rent, um, which there are a few of in Vermont that that small producers like myself can use, um, you know, for a daily rate.
0: You have eight unique flavors, right? Eight unique uh, delicious flavors. Three three of them to me stand out. The mango one I already had, I crushed it. The dragon, this one, I'll tell you what really stood out to me. Now, you can tell me about the peppers, but what, like, is really eye-opening? Vermont maple syrup. You don't really see that. Is that like a thick hot sauce? Tell me about the dragon sauce.
1: I'm glad you asked about the dragon sauce. The dragon sauce is our claim to fame. It's Vermont heat in a bottle, Okay. After I go to the farm and pick up the huge variety of peppers, I bring them to my grill, this big, long, open pit grill, and lay the peppers down over the coals and just roast them for hours and just roast them until they're all nice and charred. Then we clean all that black soot off the peppers. At this point, the peppers are, all the flavors are pronounced. They're smoky. But it's a natural smoke. It's not like a liquid smoke added to the sauce. It's natural smoke flavor, which makes the flavor makes the sauce just pop. So I bring that, put all the fire roasted peppers into my big hot sauce making kettle, and I start whizzing it up. And then I add in the richest, the darkest, the sweetest, the earthiest, the best maple syrup in Vermont, and it just. Turns into this glistening, sweet, savory, hot, smoky sauce that just like blows people away, man. It just they can't even believe it because it's truly one of a kind.
0: Now, Jeff, is that a thicker sauce or is it like kind of like a, a more of a, like a thin sauce you just sprinkle on stuff?
1: It it does have a nice thickness to it. It does it does have a nice thickness. The the, the maple gives it gives it –
0: like it oozes out of the bottle. It's got a good ooze. Now, the one that stuck out to me for the hotness, and this one might just be a hot flavor for these people that just love the heat, a guy like you, Killer Hot. Because I see ghost peppers. I've watched enough food TV and travel channel. When you see ghost peppers, that's it. Your eyes are going to be tearing. You're going to be hurting. Tell me about the Killer Hot. The Killer Hot
1: is the perfect sauce for the chili head. That's looking for ultimate power in their hot sauce. It blends the ghost chili, which everybody knows is just so full of heat. But the, the ghost chili also has an amazing flavor. It has a pepper called the fatali pepper, which is up there in, in heat with the habanero. It's a beautiful, super hot yellow pepper. It's just, it's really fruity. It's got like this amazing fruitiness and this great uh, aroma. And then I blend in habaneros just to keep the heat rising and rising and rising. It's like a trifecta of heat, the habanero, the fatality, the ghost. And then I blend it with fresh carrots, fresh roasted garlic, and honey. The honey just helps cut through the intensity and leaves a nice sweetness uh, while it's going down. It's perfect.
0: Uh, On your site, you go to silkcityhotsauce.com. You have one that... I think should change the game. Cherry Sriracha, it's the only ice cream hot sauce in the world. Now, I'm an adventurous eater, Jeff. All I do is travel. I'll eat the weirdest things, and I enjoy it. I want to try everything different, be adventurous. This one for me is different because, you know, you think I – you know now you'll have like you know the bacon ice cream and stuff like that. But a hot sauce on the ice cream, where did this idea come from, and is it really that good?
1: Right. At all the, at all the uh, carnivals and, and farmer's markets that I do, people always say – the same thing i put hot sauce on everything except ice cream <laughs> i said oh yeah so i went back to the lab and i said you know what we got to give him something for ice cream so i started experimenting with dessert cherries the reddest jalapenos i could find something that looks like a hot cherry sauce for ice cream so i wanted i wanted i wanted it to look like an ice cream topping so i chose the red jalapeno specifically for that reason and it's not too spicy. It's got just enough heat combined with the red dessert maraschino cherries, like the kind you put the kind you put in the Shirley Temple, mm-hmm. and it just blends perfectly, just to a sweet cherry sauce with a nice zing. And when you pour it over vanilla ice cream, the cold, sweet, creamy vanilla ice cream and the the red cherry sriracha, it's like unbelievable for the hot sauce fanatic.
0: I compared the hot sauce game to the craft beer game where everyone wants to do it. Uh, Some succeed, some fail. And you gave me a compliment about my show. And I want to give you a legit compliment. Your passion, the way you talk about this sauce, you can tell. I've had on a gazillion guests, and you can tell who are just going through the motions. You love this. And maybe it's like, you know, they always say, Jeff, like, if you win the lotto later in life, you appreciate it more because, you know, you had to struggle. Maybe because you started later or you're just only three years into it. Dude, you're passionate about this. It's like, it's, it's like a. It's magnetic. It makes you want to do good things, man. You're crushing it, brother. Thanks, Mike. I, I appreciate it. You ready to finish up with a few quick hit questions? Go for it. What book are you reading right now? Because I know you're a big true crime guy. What book are you reading this minute? Okay, right
1: now. Last night, I actually finished reading 61 Hours by Lee Child. Oh, you love um, you love it, Lee Child, right? I do love Lee Child. I'm, I, I, love, I love crime fiction. I love the old hard-boiled stuff from the 40s, mm-hmm. like Raymond Chandler and Dashiell Hammett and James M. Cain. All that stuff is my bread and butter. And I do want to give a shout-out to the Hard Taste Crime Publishing Company. Um, I think they're actually based in New York where you're from. Okay. They're, do- they're doing something that nobody's doing right now. They're publishing new hard-boiled crime fiction and digging out some of the, some of the old stuff that's been out of print for like 50 years. And every one of their books has a really cool cover, like the old fashioned pulps with like hot dames and tough detectives and tough cops. I love those old books, man. Yeah, that, that, that company is absolutely killing it in the, uh, in the crime fiction. But I also read to my daughter. And last night we started reading Jules Verne, <laughs> 20, Paris in the 21st Century, which apparently was one of Jules Verne's books that he did not publish. Back in the 1860s when he wrote it, but a hundred years later they found it in his in like some like trunk, and uh, and then put it out. No so shit, we st- really. Yeah, yeah. We started reading that last night. It's re- it really interesting. It uh, his his depiction of what the future would be like, and uh, so far I'm just a couple of pages in, but he's eerily onto something.
0: You sponsor a lot of comedians. What are some comedians you're into? I can see you're – I know you're a true crime guy, but I know a lot of comedians you sponsor. So what kind of comedy are you into?
1: There's a bunch of comedians in New York that I love. Uh, Kevin Brennan is probably the top <laughs> of the heat. He's a me. wild dude, man.
0: Kevin Brennan
1: is just a dude that's been, been speaking his mind, and he's f- fucking hilarious got a podcast called misery loves company i highly recommend it and there's a whole cast of of misfits that sort of surround (laughs) him and his show like chad Zumak, who i know you had on love chad interview love chad chad's great he starts shit with everybody it's beautiful um i like jim florentine i know he's been on your show huge fan of jim florentine and uh, I've got the list goes on and on and on, but those, you know, those three guys right there are like my Mount Rushmore, I think Chad, Jim and Kevin Brennan for sure.
0: This, first of all, I'm going to be honest. Once you reached out to me, we've been texting. I want to have you on, forget about plugging the hot sauce because I admire people like you who can take a risk and be like, you know what? This is my new thing. I'm doing this. I envy people like you. So give the plug where everyone can find you and follow you on Twitter. You do you have a great Twitter handle, follow you. Plug your stuff where I can purchase the hot sauce.
1: Right on. I implore everyone to visit me at silkcityhotsauce.com. S I L K, cityhotsauce.com. I'm on Twitter at Silk City Hot. I love interacting with my fans. I love interacting with comedians on there. I'm also on Instagram posting pictures of all the events. I post pictures of making the sauce. That's at Silk City Hot Sauce on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook um, at Silk City Hot Sauce as well. So I have less fun on Facebook. I think that was like 10
0: years ago, but we're still there. Listen to me. I really can't wait to link up. We're going to bring you a hot sauce. I know you're going to come up to my Eric Larson interview. Once the bars open up again, we're going to have a lot of fun. But listen, when you go to SilkCityHotSauce.com, buy a lot of stuff. Use the promo code SAFO, S-A-F-O. You save 15%. We need these bars to open, Jeff. Are the bars open down there in Vermont? The bars are not open. There are a few restaurants where they're serving outside. People are enjoying
1: themselves as much as they can. But uh, we're going to get through this, and we're going to come back better
0: than ever. Brother, this was an absolute blast. Mike, great talking to you, man. Talk to you soon, my friend. Take care. Bye-bye.